fashion insider friends what is up this is the fashion crimes podcast where i cover all things fashion style shopping style inspiration and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better yes i'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40 and i mean way after 40 Say it with me, fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. What's up, everybody? This is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and as always, the only Holly you need to know today We have a brand new designer that I just found out about. She's about to get hit by the Holly train, let's be honest. This is our first episode of the new year, 2023. And let me tell you guys, I am on a mission to find every female entrepreneur, women-owned business, women of color, immigrant women-owned businesses. I am looking for all of these people to come together to be guests on the Fashion Crimes Podcast because we love supporting women-owned businesses. Yes, loving this journey for us. So to kick off the new year, we have Kia Tomlin of kiatomlin.us. She is incredible, amazing, fabulous, all the things. Her assistant reached out to me. I fell in love with her. She does sustainable clothing. And I want to tell you how much we have known each other for five minutes and I can't get enough. Um, She makes fashion for real life and real women. And so she wanted to really make clothes for people, not by measurements. Her lifelong love of fashion, many years of creating custom clothing and experience as a woman of many roles inspire her designs. Kia is truly passionate about creating versatile hand-sewn pieces made to fit and flatter women's bodies and all the living that they choose to do in them. I love her stuff because it is made to fit people, not measurements. Yes. Thank God we met you. I am wearing... The twisted tea. Is that what it's called? The twisted knot tea? Yes. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Ari is your assistant. And I was like, I can't do an interview unless I see the product. I was like, oh, I'm going to take three. I was like, go ahead and send me that. Send me that. And, and I'm wearing this now. It is so comfortable and fantastic. And I love it. But I just want to welcome Kia to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad. I gave you an introduction introduce yourself. Tell all the Fashion Insider besties who you are and why we need to know you. My name is Kia Tomlin and I have been sewing designing since I was a little girl. I didn't initially get into fashion. It was kind of always just a hobby. I actually went to school to be, um, I went to go to med school, had some life changes and, and came back around to what I truly love as fashion. And I started out as a custom designer. So working one-on-one with clients, wedding gowns, evening wear, I loved the um, experience of being able to create something for someone because when you do custom design, it's not like you're getting all the little hottie starlets doing red carpet, whatever. You're mostly, most of my clients were women that were unable to find things that fit, that they liked the way they fit on the rack in the stores, didn't feel good about their bodies. And um, and so it was my job to, to design and create garments for them that they could then look in the mirror and feel beautiful. And when I did that, 
that is like the best feeling in the world. And it kind of takes all the superficiality out of fashion, all that, that I was, you know, kind of resistant to growing up. No, I don't want to be a fashion designer. It's so superficial. I want to be a doctor, surgeon, but to realize the impact that you can have with fashion on someone's self-esteem and someone's view and vision of their self is that's beyond that is not superficial. So that's what I do. I moved out of custom wear into ready to wear because I wanted to be able to do that for more women, all women at an affordable level and and kind of really kind of stumbled into the ready to wear. <laughs> well, I think that's incredible. And as a personal stylist, that's exactly what I do. I mean, because it is about the clothes, but it's not. It's about understanding who the person is and what their blocks are, right? What is your block? Do you have a financial block? Do you have a body image block? Do you have, and that's what you're saying. That's what you're doing. And I, and we love that. Tell us where you live. Tell us how long you've been in business. Tell us everything. Okay. So I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, not at all the fashion Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Y'all going to get there. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, we're bringing it. We're, we're bringing it. We're trying to make some changes here. And um, I've been in business with my ready-to-wear collection since 2014. And as I said, I kind of stumbled into it when I, as a custom custom designer, I kind of worked from home in my pajamas, in my sweats, doing whatever. When I decided to get my own studio space where people could come and meet me there and it was a storefront, I suddenly had to start getting dressed and be presentable to the public. Wearing the dry cleanable clothes and all my nice clothes, as much as I love fashion, it just was not appropriate for the type of work that I I was doing. I was climbing on cutting tables. I was scooching around the floor doing hems. And so I, and I also had three little kids that I was, you know, very busy, really was kind of an at-home mom still. So running them to their activities in school and stuff. And so I wanted to create something just for me, a uniform for myself that I could get up every day, not think I have to think about it, just put it on. It was comfortable. It was machine washable. It, it looked, I could run my kids um, to their activities in tennis shoes. So it looked good with tennis shoes. I could um, throw some sensible shoes on and wear it to meet clients and look professional. And then in the evening I could throw on some stilettos and some jewelry and go out for cocktails or to an event with my husband. And then at the end of the evening, just take it off, throw it in the wash and start all over the next day. And so I made this dress just for myself. I made just one and I would wear it everywhere I went every day. And people would stop me on the street and ask me where I got my dress. And so I was like, hmm, side hustle and, and sell them in addition to the custom. Since custom is pretty exclusive, it's expensive, time consuming. So I think, oh, I can kind of make these go. But I didn't want to sew them myself. I really thought I was, you know, better than factory sewing. I <laughs> was doing high-end, you know, one-of-a-kind stuff. So I spent a year working with a factory, learning how to produce through a factory because it's very different than um, doing one-of-a-kind custom garments. And um, then when you work with a factory, you have to make lots of dresses, not just a few dresses. And so once I had lots of dresses, I had to figure out how to get rid of the lots of dresses. And so I started wholesaling and had to learn how to wholesale. And um, we opened uh, opened up my own storefront um, and, and retailed them there. Then as I was seeing them on a bunch of different women, everyone loved the dress, but the dress did not look great on everyone, on everybody. And so me being a custom designer at heart, I was constantly looking and trying to figure out how can I make this dress for this woman. This woman loves this dress. How can I make it work for her body type? 
And so now that dress has five versions. We have the regular signature dress, which is a um, fitted waistline. We have a relaxed version for someone who's a little fuller through the through the waistline. And so what we did, what I did there is I raised the waistline up a little bit to kind of almost like an umpire level where we're kind of thinner around the rib cage and then gave it a little bit more room at the at the waist. We have it in plus size. Um, and then we have it in long sleeve signature and long sleeve relaxed fit. And um, we'll come out with the long sleeve plus size soon. And so that's, that's how it got started. And then it grew from there. <laughs> so I have two questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So are you born and raised in Pittsburgh? Is that why you live there? No, I am not born and raised in Pittsburgh. I'm actually from Northern New Jersey. Oh. And um, yeah, but I left home when I went to college in Virginia, two weeks after graduation, got married and have been on the move with my husband um, ever since. And so we are currently in Pittsburgh and we've been here for 16 years. Great. So you've been there and then as you're seeing the different body types of people, my question is, did you fill a gap in the market? And I'm going to say yes, but what was the gap that you were filling? Well, when I first started the collection, I was thinking, oh, target market. It's kind of like young, busy moms, you know, they're running their kids. And so that's kind of who I was thinking. I think I was, you know, must've been early thirties, you know, somewhere around there. But when I started selling it, women would come in and they would say, oh, this is great. I can wear this to work. And I'm me having never, I went from college to going to go to med school to coaching gymnasts to being, to being an at-home mom. So I had, I'm, I'm thinking like, where are you working that you can wear sweats to? Right. And, um, and it started to dawn on me that the women who were busy running their kids, um, you know, at-home moms that just wanted to look chic, this wasn't the market for them because they didn't need to really have anything. They're already in their workout clothes and they just wear those all day. Why do they need to change them to something else? It was for the women who would like to be, like to feel like they're in their workout clothes, but they actually have real places to be, but they want that level of comfort in attire that's appropriate. The other kind of missing piece or missing market, I think, is that age. Is this is like a pocket of 30 to 55 30 to 60, where we're kind of beyond the sexy 22 year old that can just, you know, show a bunch of skin and do whatever. And, but not, you don't want to be the frumpy 70 year old. You, there's that middle pocket that I feel like was not being served where I want to be like super stylish. I remember when I was, when I was younger, I love getting older. I have no problem with it, but I remember being younger. And I used to say like, when I'm 70, I want to wear Eileen Fisher. That was like my goal is to be 70 and wear Eileen Fisher. Because if you're 70 and wear an Eileen Fisher, you are so chic. But then what do I do at 50? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm not quite Eileen Fisher yet, but like, I'm too old for, you know, some of the other, some of the other stuff that I've been wearing. And I think also our bodies change and we don't quite realize, we're so used to dressing our body, the body we had. And as we get older and it changes, and then you're kind of like, I don't know how to dress this new body. <laughs> Which leads me to say, you and women like you, that's what you're designing for, are people who don't know. This is an easy, quick, affordable, sustainable way mm-hmm. to look like you're not wearing pajamas. Yes. And that it is so hard to differentiate because I've literally had people that said to me, customers of mine that said, these are pajama pants, but I can totally get away with them as regular pants. <laughs> And I'm like, bitch, no, you cannot stop. Like I've had people say that to me because literally that's what they're thinking. They want the ease 
and the comfort, but they want to look like they're putting in more effort than they really are. I'm not mad at you for that. Okay. I'm not running around after seven kids. I get it. I get it. Well, I'm just wearing whatever's clean. Let's aim higher, shall we? Like, and so this is a really great way to look chic and put together without feeling like, oh my God, I'm wearing these tight leggings that I worked out in and they have to spend more money so I can run around them during the day. The first thing I saw when I saw your line was off the shoulder. So anyone who knows me knows that everything I wear or have worn since I was 12 years old is short time black. Let the record be shown. That is not a secret. Okay. As I, you talk about getting older, I love getting older because I am sexy in a different way now. And my style has evolved because I know how to not dress like I'm looking too young. But when I saw this t-shirt, I was like, oh my God, it's off the shoulder. I'll take three because that's my jam. I enjoy the loose fitting clothing. I enjoy showing little skin. It doesn't have to be up to here and down here. I get that. You are speaking to me and you're speaking to people that, yeah, maybe you want to wear my pants and wear it with a tighter top or you throw a jacket over it or whatever. It's all about a blank canvas. And I hope you take this as a compliment. You are creating the blank canvas and then you do whatever the fuck you want, right? You want to dress it up. You want to wear high heels. Great. I could wear this with leather pants. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And some really sick accessories and a Chanel bag, whatever I want to do, but there's no wrong way to wear it unless you wear it to bed. (laughs) That that's my opinion. And I, you know, again, I'm in the stores all the time. I'm shopping. I'm making boards for people. I'm working. I know, I think I know what people want. So I want to thank you for getting it right for women of our age group that are not ready to say, I need to wear comfortable clothes all day. Maybe I just want a really comfortable top that doesn't look like a sloppy ass t-shirt. Maybe I want to wear these really cool Palazzo pants and wear X, you know, shirt and a, and a jacket with it because the pants are not the star. It's my jacket. I get it. Approved by me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I want to talk about how your brand is sustainable. So again, I've been talking about sustainability for fucking forever. Okay. And I just interviewed a sustainable activewear brand and she was talking about the fabric that she's choosing It's broken down from plastic bottles. Love her. Shout out J Game NYC, sustainable tennis wear and active wear. Tell us how you are sustainable. I actually don't like the word sustainable. I I know, I know, but you are because you're a small brand. Yeah, yes. But I feel like there's like, there's really no, it feels like we've arrived. If I can say we're a sustainable brand, that means we're there. I I prefer that we are um, environmentally conscious. We're constantly working to do better. And so um, a lot of that, some of the things that we do is, well, we use bamboo fabric, which is, you know, bamboo grows very quickly, uses, doesn't use a lot of water, doesn't use pesticides, has some really great natural properties. There are some downsides to using bamboo as well. Um, but until there's something better on the market, that's kind of the best that we have been able to find. In terms of how we manufacture, we only use one fabric that you have the jersey version on, we make it in a fleece. We don't use any other different types of fabric. And the reason that I do that is because we can always reallocate fabric to something. For example, 
we just produced a collection and there was a lot of fabric left over. And so now we can go, oh, great, we can make some more of this dress because we have that fabric there. It's not fabric that's just going to sit because like, oh, we did it for fall 2020 and now it's over. We're constantly reusing it. We also um, manufacture here in, in Pittsburgh, at least the, the beginning runs, the newer styles. We manufacture them in here in my workshop, which is also my storefront. So if you were to come and visit us in Pittsburgh, you would see us cutting and sewing the garments. And so when we have new styles and new collection, we do those in-house and we do them in small runs so that we can test them out, see how people like them. If people like them, great. We make more. If people don't, we stop there and we reallocate that fabric to something else. So we're not producing a gazillion shirts that nobody wants <laughs> and, and, and they're going to the landfill. We also can um, be really conscious of how we lay our fabric out so that we can reallocate scraps to other designs, maybe previous designs. And then when we are done cutting a style, we donate the fabric. There's a woman that comes and picks up fabric and makes therapy dolls for cancer patients, for kids with cancer. Um, there's a woman that makes neck rolls for hospice patients. There's a company that uses them for sensory boards for people with special needs. Um, we've had um, schools pick them up for projects, class projects and assignments. We had a summer camp for underprivileged kids. The, they surveyed the girls. The teen girls said they wanted to do fashion design for the summer. So we donated a bunch of fabric and, and taught them actually how to make their designs. And they had a little fashion show. The fabric we do have to throw out goes out curbside like kitchen trash. Like that's how little of it. We don't have a dumpster. Nobody comes to haul it off. It's very, very little. I wanted to start out by saying this. You're the second person I've talked to who is the other person was in politics, but you're the second person who has gone to medical school and then turned to fashion. That's a new one for me. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of us. I think there's something to do, like something right with brain, or I don't know. There's there's a few of us. Here's what I love. I love that you're thinking two steps ahead. How can we use our leftovers for us so we're not spending too much more money? And then how can it benefit the community, which is exactly what you're doing? It warms my heart to see that something like a neck roll for somebody going in hospice, that is important. That's an important thing. To provide something of comfort to someone who is sick or has special needs is so important. And you're like, just take it. That shows that your spirit and your integrity. And again, trying to teach people how to shop and where to shop from and why it's so important to shop from small brands like yourself. I don't care if you're like taking over the world, you're still a small brand and mm -hmm. you're still have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with the customer. And that's to me is more valuable to spend my dollars and vote with my dollars for with your company than with something I find at the mall. That is the really the overall lying message. And that's exactly what you're displaying beautifully, not only through your product, but through the process and being so open about it and saying, I'm going to tell you exactly what I do with the shit I don't use. I, I donate it here. I donate it there. And the rest, yeah, we throw it out. But it's like, four bags. <laughs> like it's not that serious how much we throw out. So you're like, I throw out more in my kitchen with my family, <laughs> you know, than this. So I love that so much. I want to ask you if you're shopping and say you give your brand, you know, a chance and people are shopping with you or shopping with a brand like you, 
Tell us what are some qualities that people need to look for in a garment? Is it stitching? Is it fabric quality? Is it care instructions? What is important to you that you want customers to know that you have a quality product? I would say the feel of the fabric. I think that that goes a long way. I, I've got I've gotten so spoiled with our fabric that I don't I won't wear a regular cotton sweatshirt. I just it just really? doesn't feel as good. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Do you only wear your clothes? Or yeah, you- for the most part, because it's because it's so comfortable. I only want to wear it. like if I have to put jeans on, I call them hard pants. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the hard pants on. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I but there are things that I you know that we don't make. So like you said, like you know you wear them with leather pants. So like yeah, I'll dress myself up with a leather jacket. Um, with, you know, jeans, if I choose to wear hard pants, um, you know, accessorize, I design my own brand. So I make whatever I want. So I, I, there's really not much need for me to, to go out. The only thing is we don't do, um, we don't do prints yet. So if I'm really feeling like I want something print, then I would buy something else. But I, um, also as a designer, you come into a problem where, you know, people compliment you on your look and be like, Oh, is that yours? And be like, Oh no, it's not. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's so, that's right. like not a good look for a designer. <laughs> What is the future? You're going to do prints. What else are you going to do? So we also have a um, an NFL license. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, my God. Talk about that. Yes. This year we had we did 10 teams that were licensed. And so um, in 2023, we're expanding. We're going to add on 10 more. Um, we're very small. So we're the NFL is being is allowing us to kind of phase in instead of just taking on all 32 teams um, at once, which for the way we design with a lot of color blocking of the team official colors is very complicated as opposed to just slapping some screen prints on some t-shirts. So we have that coming up, um, expanding our plus size collection. Um, we are going to start expanding our local manufacturing, working with a, hopefully a group of um, Afghan refugees. So uh, we can have even more oversight on production and inventory and waste management while helping some women in need. Tell us how the NFL team clothing started. Tell us about that. As I mentioned, I you know have moved around a lot with my husband's work um, in our twenty seven years of marriage, I think, um, and that is because he is a football coach. And um, um, if you know anything about if you know anything about football, there's a lot of firing and hiring. Um, fortunately, <laughs> we've never been on the firing end. Um, we've kind of moved on for for better gigs, but we landed here in Pittsburgh. 16 years ago. And Pittsburgh is a crazy Steelers fan base, crazy, like over the top. Um, even though I'm married to a football coach, I'm not really a football person. Um, I'm a fashion Neither person. Am I, girl. Oh my God. I <laughs> yeah. am so sports ignorant. Like it's yeah. hilarious. So I just know the bare minimum. But when I opened my store, um, my front, my storefront, my studio space, everyone would stop in and be like, where's the Steelers stuff? Where's the Steelers stuff? And I'm like, that don't have, no, go to the mall, go to Walmart, right. like go to Dick's. Like I don't do Steeler stuff. Like why, there, we don't need any more. Like there's, <laughs> there's plenty out there. Go. But the more I started listening to people and thinking and, and knowing that like, I don't, of all the teams that we've been with, I don't wear, I never wore the team apparel. And I'm fine. Well, well, well why not? And I'm like, cause I don't like it. It's ugly. And I'm a fashion person. and I don't want to wear it. But then I thought, well, what if I designed something that I would wear. And so I kind of did started doing some kind of black and yellow, you know, kind of designs and they were really successful. So I approached the NFL to talk about licensing and um, we do a charity Steeler fashion show here with the team president. So I had kind of um, somewhat of a relationship with someone there 
my husband was is actually absolutely useless in helping me get the lessons. <laughs> but through the fashion show, uh, I knew I knew someone I could talk to. And for a while, it was yeah, no, you know, you know, they were really not that interested because they really only work with enormous companies that mm-hmm. can like bring in millions and millions of dollars. They weren't interested in my cool little designs because mm-hmm. they weren't going to make enough money. But then when COVID hit. I started working with a company uh, here locally doing masks and stuff, and they helped me get diverse certified in, you know, minority owned, women owned, you know, all that stuff, which I, you know, knew I probably should have done, but just kind of, you know, it's one more thing to do. And so after I was certified, I reached back out to the NFL and, you know, kind of said, hmm, like now I'm diverse certified. And, you know, there was kind of a push with businesses to do, um, you know, to support small and women owned businesses at that time. And so they were kind of perfect interest and said, all right, let's talk. And so that's how the license came about. <laughs> I love that story. I, I do. I love that story because that is where you live. You live in Steelers country, honey. Okay. And so you have to succumb to what the people want and damn it, if yeah. you're going to have to wear some football <laughs> shit, it better be mine. Like, that is exactly yes. what I would say. And I totally understand. My husband's in television, and we're like Lucy and Ricky. Like, I'm like trying to get on a, my own show, and my husband is the last person on the planet <laughs> who would ever allow that or at least vouch for me to get that. No, he that is yeah. not what he wants. <laughs> So I totally get that. That's that's amazing. So good for you for listening to the customer and actually dabbing in that a little bit. You don't want to be known as the football lady. Okay. We're not we're not doing that, but it doesn't mean we can't bend and we can't wave, you know, mm-hmm. with what people might want. And when they go to the game, and I'm sure you have season tickets for life, you know, it's <laughs> like. Now you look cute and your people look cute. I love that. I just love that. And I'm, and I think it was Alyssa Milano who had a brand where she did NFL wear. I don't know if she still does it or not, but that is the only other women's football unjersey. That's what I like to call it brand out there. So if I liked a team that was in the pros, I certainly would support you and and wear that. But I, I just love that because it's you know it's just a section of your business. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like if you started selling jewelry, doesn't mean you're jewelry obsessed just because you're selling this and you now you have a license. What other license can you get? That's I know, cool. we'll see. <laughs> I really love that. But what I really love is my my t-shirt. And I don't even want to call it a t-shirt because it's really not a t-shirt to me. I think it's a blouse. I like to call it a blouse and I'm modeling it. It's got a dolman sleeve. Don't you, is this is a dolman sleeve? I would assume it is. Yes. Yes. And did you know that that was the shirt that was named to Oprah's favorite things list I um, last year? I just learned that. <laughs> that was incredible. And then it has this, I guess it is a boat neck. But I really like it off the shoulder. That's my jam. That's yeah, it's designed it. to be off the shoulder. Yes, that's what I like. I need to get the pants. I need to get the little twisty belt that you have. That's super cute. I can wear that. I'm looking for it because I have all these. I, I work with a stylist who's my best gay. And 
he's so sweet because he always tries to make me feel younger than I really am. I'm 49. And he's like, girl, you can get away with it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I'm like, bitch, no, I can't. I'm not wearing a bra <laughs> under my, I can't walk around with no shirt. Okay. That's not cute at my age, but your little bandeau, like I could do that right. With some high-waisted jeans. Mm-hmm. I could do that. We could do a whole styling series on how to style your garments, but I want everyone to be able to find you. How can we find you? Yeah. So we are on Kia. Our website is kiatomlin.us. Our Instagram is uh, Kia Tomlin. Our Facebook is Kia Tomlin. Our TikTok is Kia Tomlin. I think that's everything. Our brand that we sell it online, our NFL brand, we sell it at the um, select NFL stores. We sell it at fanatics.com and we sell that on our website as well. So what is some advice you would give to younger folk who are like, I want to make clothes. I'm a really good sewer. I've been so, you know, it's like every, a lot of designers have the same story. They've been sewing with their grandparents for years because their grandparents have been babysitting them. And, you know, it's like a generational thing. And, and your sewing skills obviously come from probably you doing it for so long since you were a child. What do you wish you knew then that you know now? Oh my God. I would, I so wish I knew the business part of it. That to me is the missing piece. So kids that want to like come out of design school and jump into making their own stuff, I would highly recommend um, getting a job in the industry, interning, because that's what I didn't have the opportunity to do. So now that I'm running my own business, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been nice to like not have to reinvent the wheel. And even in things like, you know, maybe, you know, not even type the type of um, fashion industry work that you did, but even just managing my employees and, and yeah. having them a structure and, a, you know, a schedule, how to run meetings, like all of that stuff, I, you know, had to kind of figure out and learn along on the way. And I think had I worked in, um, you know, in the industry, in any industry, I would have been further ahead um, and not had to reinvent the wheel. So I, that's what I would advise. And I had the opposite story. I went to fashion design school. I said, I think I'm going to move to New York and be a fashion designer. And then when I saw what it really was like, I was like, just kidding. I'm good. I don't want to do this. I'm not a mathematician. I'm not an engineer. And let's be honest, I'm not a great sewer. I just really wasn't. I just loved fashion clothes. But what I did love was the production side of it. And that's what makes me a good shopper. And that's why I can style people. So it really leads you down different paths because now that you're That's learning, now that you're learning the business aspect, you're like, good, I don't want to do this. I'm gonna let my assistant do that. Damn it. Mm-hmm. You are the talent. Okay. And that's what I say. I don't want to do my own TikTok. I don't want to do my own shit. Like I do it and I do have help. I do have a great marketing person, but I'm like, God damn it. I'm the talent. Okay. Like don't make me count how many downloads I'm getting. Like it's annoying. No, I'm just kidding. But I hear what you're saying. And, and so now you're doing it a little bit backwards, but now you know what you know, and you're only going to get better. You're only going to get better. Listening to you say that it does make me kind of rethink my, what I had said and that I, it has, since I didn't know what the, the right way was to do it, I was, I have been able to design and create it to fit my lifestyle. I just feel, I, you know, sometimes I think I could have been a lot more profitable, a lot faster if I just know what the hell I was doing to start with. <laughs> well, nobody knows. I mean, I've interviewed people that don't even have a collection yet. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Evan Hirsch, if you go back and listen, I mean, he is draping and doing this. And I interviewed him because I fell in love with him. He's adorable. And he's a great sewer. He's like, I hung out with my grandma for it's 20 years until I went to college, you know, whatever, for 18 years until I went to college. And now I'm this amazing sewer. And I was helping him. And I was like, girl, this is too thick. The seams are too thick. The buttons are too big, you know, like I was, but you learn that along the way, but you already have that analytical mind. Clearly you have an amazing business. You just need more of that. I need this in every color. I need a lot of stuff. So we're going to be talking. So kiatomlin.us is your website. Kia Tomlin, Instagram, Facebook. Are you on YouTube? Are you on anything else? Um, We have some, some stuff on YouTube, but um, yeah, I'm not like a regular or participant uh because I don't want to do that (laughs) I'm a talent (laughs) I get it I get it I get it I am so grateful that you agreed to talk to us today and that you have enlightened the fashion insider bestie crew which is everyone who listens to the fashion crimes podcast that is what we love women-owned businesses women-owned entrepreneurs women of color women immigrant owned businesses. We love that. We love supporting small brands. That is our heart and soul. Without you, we'd have to shop at the mall and thank God we don't have to do that. Okay. For all the Kia Tomlins out there, thank you for what you do. And we love your clothing. I love your clothing. It's certainly passed the Holly test. I love it. We will be talking soon. Any final thoughts? Really? No, just listen to Holly, man. She has got the best <laughs> advice. I could, I mean, I can just, I can tell you right now, panty lines, no panty lines. Oh, girl, no. I, girl, no. I have a uh, whole bra lecture. Yeah, the I, bra, the Apple Watch. I mean, it's <laughs> like, I, I just wish that people that need to hear it are the ones that like, I know. To do it. So I, I think it's up to us to spread the word. I'm going to be like, Holly said. Girl, <laughs> yes. And, and that is my life's work is to make your style is not my style okay mm-hmm. let's figure out what you like and let's blossom that i'm gonna help you be the best you you're not gonna be me i don't want you to be me i'm already doing that let's make you be the best you and now when i interview people like you it only makes my pool of participants better when you're like, Ooh, I'm going to send her that, or let me borrow that or send me that on consignment. If we only support each other. So we love your brand. We love your product. We obviously, cause I'm wearing it right now. And I want to thank you so much. Shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I definitely am so proud of you for going down the NFL route. I can't say that I would do the same thing, but good on you for being a non-football person and for absolutely taking that and running with it. And look, you now you've got a whole football community that's following you, waiting for you to come out with new products. So that's actually really smart. So good on you. KiaTomlin.us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok. No, 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 no. She is very easy to find. Hit her up in Pittsburgh, PA. I'm sure it's super cold there right now. We have gone way over time because now we're in love. Now we're besties. Thank you so much. I really hope you guys enjoyed this first episode of 2023. Hit up her website and tell her that you are a friend of mine. She might throw a little something extra in there for you. She might give you a little discount. I can't confirm 
can't confirm or deny that. I'm just saying yep. that. You mentioned Holly. We got you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you tune in. Drop in your email into the pop-up box on our website and make sure you get our newsletter every week where you get this free fashion content delivered to your inbox every single week so you don't miss a fashion beat. This has been Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, the hostess with the mostest, and as always, the only Holly you need to know. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast, and we are out.